Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. I'm off this morning to catch up with Rosie Napper of Flutterby Beauty to see how she's doing up in the north of England. Good morning, Rosie. You sound like you might have a little bit of hay fever. Morning, Joanna. Yes, I've got really bad hay fever. Um, I usually have to get stuff from the doctors, um, but obviously I don't mm. really want to go to the doctors and they won't do it over the phone. So Won't they? No. I thought they were doing lots of online consultations and prescriptions that way. Oh, maybe they will now. It's I worth don't know. a try. Maybe yeah, maybe I'll call back again. So um, the normal bog standard Puritan doesn't work. You need yeah, they don't even strong. touch me. Yeah, I used to have injections. Oh wow! Um, for it, but they're steroid injections, so obviously, um, they don't like giving them out no. um, long term. So, so yeah, I just have to kind of put up with it but it's really it's really horrid bless you it makes you feel quite ill doesn't it yeah it does it's just the irritation yeah that's what you don't need right now no, there, are, no. there are enough challenges to deal with so last time Gosh, we spoke we hadn't had the extended lockdown how does that feel um i fully expected it mm. um I was quite shocked at everyone's reaction to it. I was like, was no one else expecting it? Because (laughs) I fully expected it. But so many people were just like, I can't believe we can't do anything for another three weeks. Really? Yeah, I was really shocked at at the response from people to it. Um, Because I've just got in my head, it's going to be June, July. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might even be longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at the figures now, to be fair, they are going down. Um, yeah, well, they would go down because we're locked in. But when we go yeah, out, exactly. they'll just go up again, won't they? Yeah, that's the thing. So it's keeping it obviously at a level that is, is acceptable. Safe. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's all pretty grim. So you were expecting it. So you weren't crushed. Did you feel relieved? Um, yeah. Now, obviously, I, I'm quite worried as to what's going to happen when we are allowed out. Are people, I think a number of people will still follow um, the restrictions and the advice and keep the distance. But I know some people just won't really care. And they're like, oh, we're allowed out so we can do whatever, whatever we want. But I'm a bit, like, I won't be rushing to a pub. To be in a crowded place with people, all I want to be able to see is my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not bothered about. I don't want to go socialising in big venues or anything no. like that. I definitely won't be. What about rushing back to work? Are you keen to do that, or will you give it a bit of time before you start to see clients again? Um, I really don't know. I'm a bit stuck. Obviously, mm. I work on a one-to-one basis. Um, I was just looking at the R value and that Chris Whitty talks about. Um, What's that? So I missed that. You know, it's the um, so the it's the rate of infection. Oh right. 
Um, so obviously I'm low because I'm one to one. So whereas if you were going to go into a salon with six beds, six um, artists there, the rate of infection there is massive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about keeping that R value down. Um, so I personally think I'll, I'll obviously be classed as low, but it's whether I want to go back to work so soon. I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. I mean, we are classed, we will be classed as low. I'm one to one as well, but we are dealing, we're not just like one to one, you know, having a chat. We are working really in someone's face and in yeah. their eyes and the virus has a field day with transmitting via the eyeballs so you know we can wear masks mm. but that doesn't you know we stand a pretty good chance of being infected ourselves or infecting that one-to-one person that we are with if the virus yeah. is active in in us or them so yeah, is that no, is that exactly. okay? I don't know. I just That's think so. The media has got a lot to answer for in terms of my state of mind because you don't really hear the good news, do you? So yeah, you don't hear any good news at all. Um, I you've not heard anything um, from Spain and Italy recently because their rates have obviously gone down. So the media aren't interested anymore um, in reporting the news. Um, in my local hospital, a lady has just um, been discharged from hospital. She worked there. I think she was there for about three weeks. And um, she got a big round of applause, a big video going through the hospital on her way out. And, um, but, but the media don't, don't show mm-hmm. you any positive news. I think they need to keep us in, in a f- semi-fearful state to make us stay in. If we heard lots of good news, we'd all just be like, okay, well, obviously it's not as bad as that. Let's go out. And I was listening to LBC yesterday, Nick Ferrari, and he was saying how he was speaking to lots of people phoning in. This is London, Londoners mm-hmm. phoning in saying that how much the traffic has is is climbing and that cracks are starting to appear and people are just starting to go do you know what sod it i'm out and people are going out and um you know mainly to work i think but things are starting to slip because people are getting fed up now and this is what they've always said yeah that's the thing and that's the that's the risk that they take i guess there's no Mm. no one to say stand at people's doors stopping them from going out is there I, I suppose the next thing they'll have to do is actually just trust the public and say look these are the guidelines we're not saying you have to do it but you need to do it yeah that, I think there's only to. so much you can do isn't mm. there before mm. people I don't watch the news at the minute no so to me nothing's really going on <laughs> Not, not in I Rosie's world. Out. Yeah, until I step out of the door. Um, but I've just stopped watching the news because yeah, I just don't completely. see the point. No. But no, it's probably very wise. Now, listen, last time you touched on a, uh, that you were a bit of a conspiracist. Tell me just a little yeah. bit about that. Blow our brains, come on. Well, I just, I just don't trust the government or... Um, people from abroad that have started um the virus talking about i just think it's all 
yeah <laughs> people from abroad yes. you can say china <laughs> you know i never know what i'm allowed to say or not in this world I know. um but yeah i just think that there's a lot more to it than we know i think the government have kept a lot from us um i'm still shocked that mm. boris managed to come out of intensive care and record a video that baffles me because I know people that didn't go into intensive care and they're still unwell from the virus. Mm. But he was, he seemed absolutely fine on that video. He was breathing. He wasn't out of breath. Um, I just think there's a lot more to it. I personally... Actually, I never even heard him cough in any of the things he did as he was getting increasingly unwell. I never heard him cough. Yeah, exactly. Who, what, like, do you think he maybe wasn't ill at all? <laughs> Yeah, he could have just had really? a mental breakdown. He could have had a mental breakdown. He's still not back at work, is he? No. They're not going to tell us that your prime minister's had a mental breakdown with the stress of coronavirus, are they? Mm, well, that's one I haven't heard I just, before. I just, he was too well to have just come out of intensive care. He didn't end opinion. up on the ventilator, though, did he? Well, no, he had a 24-hour what? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know you're looking very dubious <laughs> well I know that lots of people feel that China is directly responsible for this and that it it wasn't all necessarily just an accident uh it's just a shame whatever happened they have they have to be accountable somehow don't they and yet you know they'll still carry on eating crazy stuff that's the thing. And I feel as though if China had been more honest with their death rate, then other countries may have been more prepared for it. Mm. Um, because it, it, it initially, it's like, oh, 3,000 plus people had died. That's not a lot of people in China, considering their um, population. Is it 1.4 billion or something? Um, that's, a, that's a very small amount of people small number of people mm. so in terms of us looking in everyone of course was a bit like well mm. there's, there's nothing to worry about apparently taiwan did tell the world health organization way before it came out that it was a problem about the problem in china but the world health oh, really? yeah they um they didn't act. So, There's a lot of criticism. So that's going that's down. the thing. There's so much. And didn't Boris miss five Cobra meetings or something um, oh in February? Or I just think there's so much more to it, and we'll never know. Um, no, we never will the know. Full extent. No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm so unpolitical. I re I rarely watch the news anyway. I literally do just yeah. listen to LBC when I'm in the car here and there. I never turn on the news. It's pretty irresponsible, really. But I mean, I always kind of think, oh, well, there's never any good news. Even before That's the this. Thing. It's, it's completely out of our control, isn't it? We can't do anything. We can't change the situation that we're in now. So there's no point boring yourself. <laughs> with with the same news every day because they're not bringing anything to us all it is is so many deaths this is happening this is happening there's nothing positive at all and i think for people some people to listen to such negativity every day 
Like, it's hard enough being in every day. You just don't need it. And then there's the whole thing about fake news, which I'm pretty sure Trump started, didn't he? Oh, there's loads, loads of fake news. Hasn't he just said that people should be injected with um, disinfectant? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems to be circulating this morning um, that as a vaccine, people should be injected with... um, disinfectant okay donald you go first (laughs) yeah (laughs) so god knows (laughs) so what do you wish for the most in terms of what's your kind of dream of how this ends i just want to wake up one day and it's gone Mm. and everyone I don't think the world will ever be the same again. Um, I think everybody will be very different. Um, I know I will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want I just want it to all be over and everyone to just be happy and move forward. Um, move forward with their lives. Do you want the kids to go back to school? Because lots of my friends are really anxious that their children need to be in school and we need to hurry up and get them back to school. I am completely the other end. I'm like, no, I don't want them going back to school. Yeah, it's hard for me because I've only got one in school. Mm. The other two were one's in preschool and the other one's at nursery. Mentally, Mm. I'd absolutely love them to be at school Mm. and preschool and stuff um like they're not Laurie's not missing out on anything he's six I'm pretty sure it's not going to hinder his education too Mm -hmm. much um but yeah I I I do want them to be at school for my sanity yeah but then I don't because I don't want them to be open to to anything I mean, what I don't get is they're saying, well, right, well, the kids will probably go back to school first. They'll be some of the first out of lockdown um, because, you know, great news. Kids aren't really affected by COVID-19. Um, yeah, so what happens when they come home <laughs> at the end of the day? And that's the link that seems to be overlooked. Surely yeah, it should depend exactly. on who they're living with. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I did see something about socially distancing desks in classrooms um, how do you socially distance nursery kids well exactly it's just not um it's not possible like my son's classes are small he goes to a catholic school mm. and they have a triple intake there um each year so his classes have got about 20 24 mm-hmm. people in um, but the classes are still small. They wouldn't be able yeah. to be two meters apart. From... No. And my girls are at a big secondary school, and they're all shoehorned into the classrooms. Yeah. They're not big enough. They they openly said that they misdesigned the school at at the time, and that was before COVID. Yeah. So you know that, that's, that's the thing. You can't happen. keep them away for um, the playtime and stuff, can you? No. Children don't understand. Although to be fair, my children. Like when we go for a walk on our daily exercise, <laughs> Nelly, um, she, she sees someone and she's like, Mummy, people! Because <laughs> she knows she's not allowed near people. Oh, um, gosh, what's that going to do to but, them? Yeah, I know. Because like, she, she's hesitant. Obviously, we live next door to my mother-in-law. 
she's hesitant to talk to her over the fence and oh. and it's like how is it going to be for their like relationships with well, family and it adds a whole new dimension to stranger mm. danger doesn't it yeah exactly yeah which to be fair and it's it's good in a way isn't in a it? way they yeah see, they see people and shout people and don't go near them <laughs> <laughs> run away but like older people on my walks that I've been doing the older generation seem to be um less respectful of social distancing I think they're just really pissed off yeah just think they probably just think what, what's all this about I've lived all these years and <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna stay two meters away from yeah. somebody now my mum said I'm not spending the last few days years of my life living on my own and <laughs> not able to hug anyone she said I'd rather be dead yeah well that's the thing I think some people would wouldn't they um really about sad. social distancing till um, Christmas. Christmas or something aren't they I know but. it's and I, I just think it's a real shame that my dad can't go out and play golf you don't see anyone when you play golf and he is doing his nut stuff yeah. inside he's really sad and he's he is getting almost to the effort point you know he's yeah. they're not going to keep him in for much longer that's the thing and I think some people will will start going against the rules won't they because the mental health and and everything and they, they won't they can't keep this up forever because of the economy no I know but I mean for me it the economy isn't isn't a good enough reason to to sacrifice our elderly and our vulnerable. You know, I'm just like, well, I know that's going to lead to a load of other problems, but but how do you actually say that out loud that this is what we're doing? I know, it's it's really hard. It but I guess really that's hard. why they're going to keep the elderly in until Christmas, so that we can get the economy up and running again. Well, that's the thing, because they're in for the vulnerable are in for 12 weeks, aren't they? Mm. Um, Because my dad had um, cancer a few years ago, um, and they basically told us that he wasn't going to make it. Um, But he's still here now, um, fighting. Um, But he's in for 12 weeks. Um, He got his letter from the hospital um, the other week. So that was 12 weeks from then. So I think he's. I think he's only done about um, three weeks of of isolation. How's he feeling? I mean, this is a really brutal question. But okay, so he was told he wasn't going <clears> to <throat> make it. So mm. he maybe wasn't even envisaging himself here now. Now he is here, living through this kind of living hell. Do you think he thinks, yeah. oh, "Bloody hell! I wish I'd just gone then." Do you know what he probably does? Like, I'm not really close to my dad. Um, but, um, he, he, he struggles, I think he can't see his partner cause she works in the NHS. Oh. Um, and obviously cause he's got, um, in no immune system mm. or anything. Oh, um, so he's basically just on his own. I went yesterday to drop some um, essential things off to him. Um, but yeah, he's, he's struggling. He's just had an injection actually for pneumonia. Oh, right. Um, that they're rolling out to the right. vulnerable. Oh. Um, area dependent on who gets it first, I think. Right. Um, so he's had a pneumonia injection because obviously 
the virus yeah. reach pneumonia. Yeah. Um, so he's he had his the other day. So he has been out of the house twice this week, one for his pneumonia injection and two to get his bloods done at the hospital for his um like cancer check and mm. and stuff. So you had to take your kids yesterday, didn't you, for injections? Oh uh, yeah, I had to take Nelly for her preschool injections. I was so annoyed with myself because I'd missed the first appointment. So the other one came through and I wasn't sure if they were going to go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but the day before they rang me um, to say, you're still coming. I said, well, yeah. Um, so we went and we had to sit in the car park. They called us through it. They called me to let me know that they were ready. And we had to go like round the back of the doctor's. And they've got different zones. Mm. It was like amber zone, red zone, mm. uh, green zone. Um, the doctors all um, cloak, cloaked up, masks, mm. everything. Um, and obviously you can't socially distance when they're injecting into your arm. Um, so Nelly just had to sit on my knee um, and have the injections. And do you know what? She didn't even say a word. I think she was just like, what is going on? Yeah, she was like hiding behind me. Like she's shy anyway. Mm. She was hiding behind me. And she's like, Mummy, why aren't we going in the front door? And you Um, didn't have to wear masks. No, I guess they were. No, we didn't have to do anything. Mm. No, we just sat there. Um, she sat on my knee, had her injections, and then we left. I know they're really worried about um people's you know the babies not getting the vaccinations and stuff because you know that can lead to other problems with measles outbreaks and you know what have you and that that's a real real killer if that kicks off so they're really keen to make sure that people still come for their vaccinations yeah that's the the only thing they're doing they said at the doctors she Mm. said all we're doing is seeing the children and obviously if someone really needs to see someone Mm. and not go to a and a um, but yeah, vaccinations are the only thing that they're doing at the um, at the doctors at the minute. So oh dear, it's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? Have you have I you know. had anything really positive happen in the last couple of weeks? Um, positive. <laughs> um, I started running. That's good. Um, again, um, I'm still doing a few online courses. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just taking each day as it comes mm. and um, just setting myself up for when we, when we start again, really. Ordered myself some masks, some pretty masks with rainbows on. Oh, lovely. Um, Where did you get those? And are they, are they masks with filters or are they just fabric masks? No, they're just fabric masks because mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking I might wear, um, you know, one of those plastic visors. Oh, yeah um so it's just a fabric mask and it's just something to protect me for if I ever use public transport mm-hmm. or um or something like that because I think we will have to wear them yeah have um, you got a plastic visor no I'm going to get some though I saw some on this weird weird company where they're, they're like attached to baseball caps and they actually look oh, quite really? Quite funky. Well, I mean, as funky as plastic visor. <laughs> That's the thing, but I think it's going to be the norm, isn't it? I think like so many people now are wearing masks. Yeah, we um, won't. We won't need to get Botox anymore because nobody will be able to see no our faces anyway. 
all those people that have spent hundreds of pounds on their lips and everything nobody nobody will see them now (laughs) we will still need lashes because that is what we're going to be talking with it's our little eyes lashes and brows yeah so We'll be all right when we're allowed back to work. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, I know it's horrendously early. You always get the bum deal because you're always on first thing in the morning. But what three things <laughs> have you done today or yesterday that you can pat yourself on the back for? Yesterday. Okie doke. So I've not really done much today. It's my day off from my run today. Oh, good. So yesterday I did another 5K run. Wow. Um, I did a 5K walk with the children. Wow um yeah I was absolutely shattered um and I've signed up to Joe Wick's um meal plan thing all right because I just need something to focus on Mm -hmm. because I've not got work to focus on um I need something to focus on so I'm waiting for my menu plan to like come through and do all the recipes and everything for that um Oh, and also I've got someone to do my social media for me. Oh, so that's a strange decision at this, at this time. Yeah, I know. Well, I've archived all of my old posts. Took me over two hours. Yeah. It was awful. Um, And a lady has redone some posts for me initially. And um, going forward... Um, she's basically going to design all of my posts for me. Wow. And uh, put them in an app that I can access, and I just put them on my social media myself. And do you put your captions on, or does she write your captions? I put my captions on. She does all of the pretty bit fancy pictures and the words and everything. Yeah. So I fit it's a massive weight lifted off my shoulder. Um, wow. Her doing that. Yeah. I feel really, um, really relieved because I'm rubbish with social media and I don't really have the time when I'm working I don't have time to think of posts to create posts to make them look aesthetically pleasing Uh, I don't have time or the inclination if I'm honest so going Um, forward will she obviously she'll be using archived pictures at the moment going forward will she will you just send her new pictures of lashes or brows or what have you yeah so I just sent her pictures through um, she'll message me saying you've got a tip that I can put on so I message mm-hmm. her the tip and she'll create it all for me um, any reviews um, or anything she basically asks me for everything I just send it all through to her pictures and everything and she just does her does her bit and then puts them in, into an app for me so I can see it all um, on a grid mm-hmm. for me Planoly or which app? Um, Unum. Unum, however. Okay. Um, she's got access to it. I've got access to it. Um, and I just post the posts in the order that she tells me to post them. Oh, that's brilliant. I was actually thinking about paying my 15-year-old to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's so worth it. I, I really feel um, like a massive weight's been lifted off my shoulder. Great. Well, let us know how that goes. When does she start? So she's, uh, she's done 18, uh, 18 um, for me already. Um, and what's your target a day in terms of how many you'll post? I'll probably only post. When I go back one. to Well, at the minute, I'm doing one a day. Mm. Um, but when I go back to work, it'll be every couple of days because yeah. when I'm working, I don't really have time to 
post every single day. But she can. Um, yeah, she can. She'll get the pictures for mm. me. So it depends how many. Yeah, um, what you provide her with. Through to her. Yeah. So, and you'll um, still do your stories. Oh yeah, I'll do my own stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she'll just create just the, the content for my um, my Instagram to make it look nice and yeah, brilliant and stuff. So yeah, it's really good, good for you. Well, brilliant. I will catch up with you in a couple of weeks and find yeah. out what where we are then. Until yeah, then, definitely. stay well and stay safe. And I'll speak to you soon. And you, thank you very much. Take care. Bye, Rosie. Bye. Yeah.